This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. How goes it, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Clay Young Show here on Podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Just a few weeks out from the 2017 Smoke'em, if you got them, fundraiser. This year, Taya Kyle will be at our event. We will be featuring the Cohiba Republica Dominicana cigar. I like saying that. Live music, great food, a live and silent auction. And it's set up to be loads of fun at Ben 77 in Perkins Row in Baton Rouge. Again, that's Sunday, May 21st at 4 p.m., Telling you guys, get your tickets now. Make sure you put it into your calendars and your phone or on your tablet or whatever so you are there for this amazing event. Tickets are $100, and we hope to see you there. All right, having a little fun this week as Richard Condon makes his return to the Podcast 225 Studios for what should be a very interesting conversation. Hey, you know Condon. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about life. And I'm looking forward to what the wild man from the Iris Channel has to say. And you'll hear it coming up in just a moment. Don't forget, you could subscribe to our show at iTunes. Hit the subscribe button and you get any time a new show pops in, you'll see it first. Leave us a review when you're there if you can. Tell folks about us. Share the links. Let people know we're out there talking about a great number of topics. This week being the week before Easter, I decided to mix it up and move away from some of the hard topics, you know, some of the heavier stuff, politics in terms of a political figure and bring in Condon, who's got great opinions on lots of things. Some you'll agree with, some you won't, but he has no problem telling you what you think. I also want to talk about the Brian Taylor show. We were going to do it this week, but we had a scheduling conflict. I told you last week he was going to be on this week's show. That actually is going to take place next week on next week's edition of the Clay Young Show. Sergeant Brian Taylor with the Baton Rouge Police Department is going to be on our show. He is president of the union and he's got some things to say and we'll talk with him about that next week. All right, quick break and then we're back with Richard Condon here on the Clay Young Show. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. This is Jeff LaDuff, retired chief of police for the city of Baton Rouge. I'm Kelly LaDuff, co-owner of Open Eyes Safety Training and Consultant. Open Eyes is focused on providing quality safety solutions that give businesses and employees the skill set needed to recognize and react to dangerous situations. On a daily basis, we hear yet another story of workplace violence or active shooter. Open Eyes offers a unique approach to keeping you and your businesses safe through site analysis, technology recommendations, policy review, and employee training. To set up a consultation for your business, call us today at 225-313-9713 or visit us at our website at openeyesafetytraining.com. We say keep open eyes because 10% of our population cause 90% of our problems. See them before they see you. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. 
Back in studio again with the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Richard Condon. You're Clay, I'm doing good, buddy. Life's good. Kids are healthy. Wife's still with me. Everything is huge. <laughs> Real huge in my life right now. So since we spoke last, you're now in the mornings. I am. I, you know, man, how do you do it? Well, you know what? Let me uh, let me share a story. You know, when you're in the afternoons, like you could get up at five, because most people don't realize this. I'm in sales. That's my real mm-hmm, job. Mm-hmm. So getting up at like five in the morning and getting on the internet for about two or three hours, having a couple of stories, go in, you yeah. get in the studio, yeah. you can uh, refresh if yeah. something broke all day. Man, when you're on the air at 5.30 in the morning, you got to have it at 5.30 in the morning. No doubt. Here's what's crazy. Like some of the websites, like I would go to like at 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, mm-hmm. are the same things that were news stories wise, unless there's a breaking story or whatever, like Syria yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. It's the same thing I saw at 5 o'clock that morning. So like getting up at like, uh, now it's like 2 o'clock in the morning because mm-hmm. you got to do it. Yeah. Because I mean, all like Fox News. And uh, WFB.com and all these websites, they update their site like around midnight, 1 yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's the latest. Yep. So, man, when you're on the air at 5.30, I got to go in having everything. I'm yep. insecure, so I can't like, well, I'll just do it on the air. No. When we playing rock and roll, I can't do it that way. Uh-huh. So it's like, man, when I get up at 2, I got to be ready to go at 5.30. I'm with you. I used to do the same thing, get up early, because I, yeah, I always had that feeling of never wanting a caller knowing something I didn't know. If I brought a story up, I had to know everything about it. I always respect that about you. The thing is... You hadn't done morning drive radio in years. I, I think mean, since you and I worked together. That's, that's exactly right. Because I remember, that's, man, that's, so that's five years ago. Okay, I've been gone from J-Bo since, uh, since 2012. And people don't understand it. It is an acquired thing because, as you know, when you open that mic for that first break, nobody cares how you slept, what you got to do that day, what happened the day before. They don't care. You just got to bring it, right? You know what, Clay? I think uh, when you're on morning radio, uh, you take yourself, you know, you put forth a lot of effort and hard work. And and sometimes uh, we kill ourselves doing it, but we Mm -hmm. do it because we have pride. Pride. That's the way we were raised. But the average person out there, they don't know. So, like, if you give them a couple of stories, they have no clue. They weren't about the kids. They weren't about this and that and life struggles and that sort of thing. But I'm going, all right, I got to get up early enough to have everything that's possibly out there. Then if it's not good enough for you, I get it. But for the most part, there's stories I could do like today that are a week old that the average person out there because of struggles in life and everything they got going on mm-hmm. in their life mm-hmm. and, you know, kids and school and this right. and that, they don't even know. So sometimes I put a lot of pressure on myself just like you and I did when yeah, we worked together. Absolutely. What can we do to bring it to the next level? Do you feel any extra pressure seeing as how you're in that spot that Walton and Johnson was in for so long? Well, there's no question about it. Because, you know, I told my wife, when Gordy came to me, he says, look, uh, Walton and Johnson contractually and yeah. all of that stuff that went down, yeah. legalities, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Sure. And, and Gordy came up to me and he says, look, we're going to put you in the morning. And a man's got to know his limitations. Mm-hmm. And I told Gordy, look, Walton and Johnson have been working in radio since 83. Right. They're a team. Yeah. You know, it's like being married for 50 years. Yep. You know every wink, you know yep. every movement, Absolutely. you know every taste bud, yep. you know everything. Mm-hmm. And I go, Gordy, it's like replacing Skip Burtman. It's like replacing Nick Saban mm-hmm. or Dee Dee Bro when mm-hmm. she leaves. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not as good as Walton and Johnson. I am not. I am me. I do what I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm paired with Anna, who I love to death, and Scott Robsdale, part of the show. Yeah. But it's not like, 
all three of us have been doing a show for 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it's mix and match. And I knew I was going to take a lot of heat. And, you know, at first I'm going, I told my wife, I said, I don't think I need this at my life, yeah. my age and life. Why am I going to try to compete against Walton and Johnson? But then again, quite, you know, you get out of there and you hear people commenting on what he, you know, I mean, I'd rather this than that. And it all depends who you run into because it doesn't matter. You and I have talked about this before. It doesn't matter what type of show you do, what you talk about, your opinions yeah. on anything, politics, social issues, sure, whatever, sure. entertainment issues, media, uh, because not everybody's going to like you. Just like there was a lot of people that didn't like Walton and Johnson. They had history. Yeah. I mean, they had I mean, they had marks in that track. And will I ever be able to compete with them? Not really. But, I mean, I just go in there and do the best I can every day. What's, what's the general feedback you get? Well, I mean, initially it was like, why are you replacing Walton and Johnson? <laughs> and I told Gordy, I said, Gordy, you need to understand, I am not replacing Walton and Johnson. Right. I'm your safety net. Right. And that's what it was. Yeah. I'm his mad money. Yeah, you know? You're, you're, I mean, he, you're his mad money? <laughs> wait, hey, look. I was canoe. I was his canoe coming off the Titanic. Jeez. They lowering me with the kids and the women. Jeez. I mean, I know what it is. And look, Jeez. I'm not saying I'll ever be able to do what they did. But let me tell you this. You know what, Clay? At my point in my life, at my age... If I can go out, and this is the way I'm going to go out. If I can go out on morning drive on a flagship station of LSU Athletics, how many guys get this opportunity? Because I'm in this business for 30 years. I've pissed off a lot of people. A lot of people wish I would die in my sleep. I get that. that. But let me tell you this. To be in this business 30 years and to go out on top, I'm not doing traffic. Yeah. I'm not doing weather. Yep. You follow me? I'm not running any board for yeah. some young whippersnapper right. who's going to come in and I'm trying to educate him. Right. No, if I go out, I'm going to go out on top, and that's what it is. Well, you, are, do you do any crossover with uh, Profita and Gallagher at Talk 107.3? They never invite me. Really? No, they won't have me over there. Why is that? I just don't know. I mean, I love Kevin to death, but he's like uh, he's oh, like the product oh, wow. child of a couple of hippies. That's it's just, what he is. No, come okay. on. That's all right. You know, and Bill's a wannabe jockey. He's just too old to ride. That's the, that's Down the stretch they come. He's a wannabe jockey. Yeah, no, but I mean, they won't yeah. have me over there on 107.3. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it, even with Clarence's show, I think when he does that show on Friday, man, I could go in there and really generate some interest. Was that uh, that's I could, hugs or I bugs? Could, yeah, right. I could create a buzz. But they won't have me. Matter of fact, Gordy even kicked me off of 104.5. Why is that? Well, I used to be on there on Mondays with Moscona. Now he kicked me off. He said I got a little racist. <laughs> you got a little racist? I got a little racist. I don't even yeah. want to know about yeah, it. Yeah, I got a little I, racist. I don't, I, so they don't, don't even want me on I, that station anymore. Uh, did you watch the Masters And by the way, weekend? I didn't get racist. I was just telling the truth. I'm sure, Richard. No, did, no, no, did, no. Did, you got did, to agree with me. <laughs> I agree. You know okay, me. Sure. I, I do know you. Right. I do know you. Right. Do you watch the Masters last weekend? I watch, nah, I watch, the, I watch a little bit of the Masters, but the thing about it is, like, seven out of the top ten finishes were foreigners. We got all these freaking <laughs> golf courses here. We got all these driving ranges, indoor, all the oh, amenities. Man. They got all these golf tutors. Oh, okay. Now, you telling me the freaking grand of all. Yeah. Events, yes. PGA events. When it comes to this country, right? Sergio PGA Garcia. Championship. Yeah. I got Sergio Garcia, the guy's 71, uh, 71 uh, I guess uh, tournament appearances. 70, first major. Seventy one or 74? 71, 74, It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's his first major. Yeah. And by the way, his uh, his fiance, she's hot. I didn't see her. But let me tell you this: you know, anytime a seventy year old guy can be a twenty year old guy in anything, it's not a sport. It's just well, not. Sergio's not 74. It's just the No, what I'm of, saying is anytime in general. Yeah. That, if you go out there, no, in general. In, in general, say that one more time. In general what? In general terms, I mean, anytime a 70-year-old man can be a 20-year-old guy in anything, it's not a sport. So do you golf? No, I don't golf. I hate okay, golf. Yeah. I find golf boring. See, the average white guy my age, that's what they do. They shoot ducks, they shoot deer, and they play golf. Yeah. I don't do any one of those. You don't shoot ducks? No, I don't shoot ducks. I'm surprised. No, I, I I'm not a no di- I thought you were a duck dynasty guy. Let me tell you, these same son of a buggers who shoot ducks, 
Why the hell the dog's going to retrieve the birds? You get out there, you fat ass. No? Let's talk about UConn. Good. Let's the UConn UK. women. Uh, the UConn women lost uh, for the first time in over 100 and whatever. And you know what I thought when I saw that South Carolina, I believe, beat them? Uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State, that's right. Mississippi State beat them. Is after so many wins, you're almost... It, it, I guess it's a big deal, but you're kind of like, well, you knew they were going to lose at some point. But it wasn't like, oh, my God, they shocked UConn. It's like, yeah, well, they won 111 games. You know what the difference was? UConn was never challenged. UConn never had to win last second. Had to decide a play. Because they blew UConn, everybody away. Yeah, exactly right. UConn was winning by an average of 23 points yeah, a game. So yeah. UConn never had to, yeah. okay, now we're going into overtime. Right. Those girls didn't know how to act because they've never been in that situation. And Gino Ariema, he didn't know how to coach in that situation. Yeah. He's never been there. Yeah. He's just sitting back. Yeah. Hey, look, you play hard to the final whistle. Yeah. That's it. And, man, Mississippi State, that little girl, I forget her name, but, man, she was incredible. And here's the crazy thing. In the, uh, in the championship game against South Carolina, mm-hmm. the coach at uh, Mississippi State, mm-hmm. he sat her for the entire fourth quarter or period, whatever. Why? What are you doing? She's the one who got you there. Now, I don't know if she mouthed it off at one point. It's got to be an angle that she wasn't in that game. But, look, UConn's amazing. Yeah. We talk about, I mean, we talk about UCLA and John Wood and that mm-hmm. straight. I mean, 111 straight wins, that's incredible. So, so right now, John, uh, Johnny Jones is gone. And that writing was kind of on the wall. I remember Jacques Doucet was in here a few weeks back, your good buddy. And, uh, and he said he knew that Johnny, George, uh, Johnny Jones was going to be gone. Uh, the new guy, tell me about him. I have no clue. I mean, it's another guy like Shaka Smart and guys who came before him yeah. from Virginia Commonwealth. Yeah. And that one guy up the East Coast has a lot of basketball talent, D.C. Yeah. area and that area. And they all have uh, recruited guys who maybe the big-time schools didn't want, but they come in and they mature and they play in that conference and they go on and go into the NCAA tournament. I don't know if this guy Will Wade's a guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't know. You ever see the movie Godfather? Yes. You ever see the movie uh, Goodfellas? Yes. It was two characters in each movie, and every time they said something, they had to say it twice. And that's where we I think we're going to have a good team. going to have a good team. We're going to get up and down the court, up and down the court. You ever see Goodfellas? You know the white guy with the afro? He's wondering when he's going to get his money. You know the scene from Goodfellas? Come yes. on. He gets yes. whacked. Yes. He's the one who went out, and I think he bought the pink Cadillac, and the yes. old lady and him show up yes. at the ball with the Christmas yes. decorations. Yeah, I remember. You follow me? I do. And De Niro's pissed off about yeah. it? That's him. So I don't yeah. know if the guy's going to make it work here. I don't know. But you know what? You look at LSU Athletics right now, Clay. Ed was wrong. Mm-hmm. Up in the air. We'll What's wait. up in the air? I mean, up in the, you don't know what the guy's going to do next season. I think he'll it's be up fine. in the air. I think he'll be fine. Well, I mean, that's fine. We can sit here thinking yeah. that he's going to be fine in April, but I don't know what the guy's going to do in November. You know, when they go into SEC put play a sm- and put he a gets smart top, staff Alabama. Together. He put a smart staff together. I get together. you. I mean, Canada, I love. I mean, yeah. I understand. Aranda, I love. Oof. But, I mean, this is going to be the true first season yeah. under Ed Osborne. Yeah. we got to wait and see. you got a new basketball coach. And, look, Palmineri right now, hey, that is still up in the air. He only won two That's cons- silly, though. Come on. Well, no, I mean, I anyway, mean, for the group ball fans out there who warn about LSU baseball to control right. your life each and every right. day, yeah, it is silly. But, man, it's only two College World Series wins since 2009. To whom much is given, yeah. much is expected. But who are you so going to go get? There's a lot of big high-def TVs in there. Who are you going to go get? I'm not saying you got to go get anybody. Right. But I'm just saying, I mean, come on, Paul. you got to deliver. Yeah, yeah. okay. you got to deliver. Well, you know, NFL, you know me. I am a huge, huge San Francisco 49er fan as you know, and I was glad when they released Kaepernick. Uh, I wasn't a fan of what he did, and I say that because this is a new thing. 
He developed this kind of, I don't know, all of a sudden. And then when he knew he was going to be on the free agent market, he said, hey, I'll stand for the it's anthem. It's a self-serving thing. Yeah. It wasn't. That's it, all it is. Because if it was different, you know, Ali gave up a lot. People compare. You can't compare Ali to Kaepernick. And there are people who still have an issue with Ali because of what he did back then. But at least you knew, hey, that was his real position. You don't have to like it, but at least the man stood well, the by his convictions. About it, he is Kaepernick. He's looking for a team, right? Then Kaepernick comes out and says, well, you know what? I, I don't want to be a distraction anymore. Well, if you got a cause... You stick to the cause. Right. But the guy really didn't have a cause. Right. He wanted his 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. And that's why the 49ers got fed up with it. If yeah. any organization out there, based on where they play their games, mm-hmm. San Francisco, yeah. is going to get fed up with a guy like that, I mean, it was just silly. The guy should not have done it. He's like a Chia pet. Chia, 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 Chia. I just don't get How it. How is he like a Chia Because pet? his hair looks like a Chia. It's like I got planted, now boom, I, I water it every night, then boom, by Saturday, he's got like the fro. Well, the guy was disrespectful. He challenged, I guess, our work ethic. He challenged our patriotism. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden when it's about his contract, all of a sudden when it's about his paycheck, all of a sudden when it's about his role, his bank, yeah. now all of a sudden he's going, well, you know what? I don't want to be a distraction yeah. anymore because he has no other option. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's doing it now. It's self-serving. So the Saints look like uh, they're – what do you think about the Saints franchise? You're a lifelong Saints fan. You're a New Orleans native. What do you think about your team right now? You know what? I know that Drew Brees maybe has two more seasons in him. Yep. And again, Drew says he wants to play to his 45. And God bless him. I mean, we all think we got more game in our body than we actually have. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you, I like some of the free agent acquisitions that made. I like the deal with New England. They got the, uh, you know, they got so the So you 11th. like that Cooks trade? No, no. I, okay. I'm a huge Brandon Cooks <laughs> okay. guy. No, I don't like just, that. I don't yeah. like to get rid of that guy. But, you know, one thing that Sean Payton and the staff have always been able to do, man, they can find a running back in a fifth or sixth round and free agent and mm-hmm. bring him in. Mm-hmm. They can find a wide receiver like the guy from Ohio State that yeah. came in and did a great job. I don't question any of that. The frustrating thing about the Saints is that, man, this is their window of opportunity. This season is it. Yeah. And you look at all like uh, the experts out there who grade the Saints uh, throughout free agency. They give them a B-plus or A. Hmm. They got like six picks in the top 50-something picks. Yeah. So, man, this is an opportunity. They got a small window of opportunity. They re-signed Chase Daniel. All right, Luke McCowney's gone. Hey, they need a guy that if Drew goes down, I'm going to tell you, as a Saints fan, Cutler? we have been blessed. You're going to go we have been ble- No, 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 no. No, he's taking naked pictures. His wife's taking naked pictures I heard pictures something about that. What was me? that? I, I, didn't, I don't know. No, I just heard it no, on they radio. They were in Mexico or whatever yeah. after the Bears released him, and his wife's taking a naked picture of him. He was naked? Of him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I saw his buttocks and that sort of thing. So I'm going, what woman in her right mind is going to take photographs, not only take photographs of an NFL quarterback and post it on social media? Absolutely insane. Makes no sense. But anyway, so here's the deal. Brees has got two more good years. So Clay, whatever the Saints are going to do, they're going to have to do it now. Because after that, where are you going to find a quarterback? Yeah. Drew Brees is a once in a lifetime opportunity to see a guy like that. No doubt. And, And nobody out there who doesn't think that Drew Brees is like the best thing that ever happened to the city in the world. Oh, there's no question. I mean, thank you. know, everybody bitches about Nick Saban leaving, taking a Miami job. One thing you got to thank Nick Saban for is that he decided he was going to agree with the personal trainers and the team doctors at Miami. And he took Culpepper. Hey, Drew Brees is not good enough to pee here. Yeah, and he took Culpepper. How did that work? Yeah. Uh, You know, that's interesting. You, You talk about that. I think Drew Brees is probably the greatest saint ever. There's some great ones from Dempsey to Morton Anderson to Ricky Jackson and Pat Swilling and 
Hell, I know a whole lot of Saints. You got to give you, me some bro. credit on I'm that one, right? Uh, but Danny think, Abramowitz? Uh, Abramowitz, absolutely now. So, uh, what about my 49ers? How they do in the free agency so far? I have no clue. And I don't how, care. How do you do that? Absolutely I mean, why do you don't do that care. to me? You're gonna, absolutely you not, don't care. You don't even peek at it because you know you know your what? Guy, absolutely your makes no sense. Come on. You may be the only one. Come you on may now. be the only one. There are lots are, of us here. Let me tell you there something. There are lots of us here. You are a special human being. That's high. When it comes to morals, uh, principle, <laughs> and family values, yes, there's yes. not many human beings born in a. Region of New Roads, Louisiana. I was actually born in Baton Rouge, but I grew up there. Yeah, yes. same damn thing. <laughs> Not many people are claiming to be San Francisco 49er fans. Hey, listen. Besides my good friend, Clay Hey, Young. listen. If, if I, I tell people, and some friends of mine joke about it now, if I was on a bandwagon for about 15 years, I had every reason to get off that bandwagon. Am I right? I'm with I, you. They have, they have just absolutely blown chunks, and I've stuck with them, and my sons are 49er fans, too, and it's okay. But, you know, come on, man. You're supposed you, to know be- what I, you know what I tell you? Talking about the 49ers, yeah. they used to love the old NFC West. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. When you had the Rams, when they had the White Swirls. That's right. That's and you right. had the 49ers, and you had the Falcons and the, the Falcons, Saints. The Falcons, the Saints, the Niners. That was good stuff, man. That was great this stuff, This Carolina-Tampa Bay thing. I like to go old school. You remember the little plastic goalposts? Yeah. When you get the little helmets, 25 <laughs> cents, right. out of the little bubblegum machine outside the Woco hey, or the listen, Walmart? That was old school. Do you think, you mentioned football and we joke about it, but there's all this talk about how the game is changing now. And I forget the, it slips my mind now, the retired ball player who is claiming to have neurological issues now that he's connecting to football and we hear that the story of junior Seau right is a, is is a big big story about what this is doing the cte the thing we're hearing about what do you think about that it is a collision sport it's not a contact sport what do you think about where football is and where it's going all right my thing about this is that quite these guys who played the game in the 50s in the 60s they knew back then yeah they understood now they weren't educated we didn't have the physicians and the medical technology we have and mm-hmm. all the research. I understand that. But these guys today that continue to play, all the resources, all the information are right in front of you. You know. Google it. So, so you're saying you it's on them if they play. Oh, there's no question about it. You know what? I so mean, you, don't, no you, don't agree with, you don't agree with the lawsuits coming from players? No, not at all. Yeah. Because you knew how much money you were making. You knew the risks at hand. Yeah. You talked to players who... Got out of the game five years before you or ten years before you. Right. You understood when you get together and barbecue and you got these get-togethers at the stadium and the suites. You know what he's dealing with. And you know if you keep playing, you're going to be dealing with the same thing. But you know what? It's that one more contract mm-hmm. for $8 million. It's that one more contract for $16 million. After we do this, we'll be set. But you know what? The average competitive man, they always think they got one more in them. No question. One more in them. No question. And that one more in them doesn't happen. Well, you know, Rich... For the average person, think about it. You are at the back end of your NFL career. You're 31, 32, 33 years old. And someone is going to pay you $3 million, $4 million, which is nothing in terms of, of NFL salaries. But somebody's going to play, pay you that kind of money to do that. What 31-year-old? I mean, you know, in the average world, there are not many 31-year-olds 30, dragging down $3.5 million a year. And so the money is so good for these guys. You know, it's, I think that's a part of it, too, because it's, it's generational wealth for some of these guys. $50 million when you're 22 signing a contract? But here's my question. In any walk of life, right, I don't care what you do. You work in a plant. Yeah. I don't care. You work uh, construction. Sure. You know when your day is done. Yeah. But it seems like the NFL is the only sport where you could start suing your employer or the league because of what you're dealing with now in life. Yeah. Construction workers don't do that. No. 
All field workers don't do that. No. They understand. My day is done. I'm not going to sue my employer. Cops I decided that's how I supported my family. That's how I put my kids through college. That's yeah. what it is. I made that decision in life, and now I'm paying a price. And they just retire. They move on, and they let life happen. Let's switch to politics. What do you think about President I'm not good Trump at that. so far? Uh, first off, let me say this. okay? And I know a lot of people out there, Clay, there has never been a president in this country that has done so much that I'm impressed with in such a short period of time. Now, look, the whole serious situation. This guy, he didn't let him know it was coming. Yeah. He didn't he didn't say, hey, look, we could be. We Obama didn't do anything. Okay. And seeing the pictures and the video and the photographs of, the, of, the of these dead children yeah. being carried, hosed off, and put it uh so blatantly uh just callous. But seeing this stuff and I'm going, Are you kidding me? Yeah. And Obama had every opportunity to do something about it. And what I don't get is I'm seeing, watching Fox News and more so CNN, and I'm watching this and I'm seeing how these Syrians are complaining about the action that Donald Trump took. What are you complaining well, about? But there are also Syrians who are, who are praising him for it. I think that it blew up planes at an airbase, and so it was a tactical mission. And I think, look, there's no way you watch video of babies gagging to death and say, well, that's not really our business. I, I, you know, I'm just wired differently. Wait, maybe. What's, the name, and, what's the name of this guy? This guy who runs Syria? Whatever. Bashar al-Assad. Okay, now normally, you know, this is weird about it. Because, you know, I see the guy on TV, right? Yeah. And normally I'm expecting a turban, a guy on a camel. Okay, Rich. No, no, seriously. No, I mean, just a guy. No, Rich, Rich. No, normally I expect that, right? Okay, when you look at right. Afghanistan, uh, Iraq, we, we, we all that We got your stuff. point, okay? You know what I mean? I've never seen something on a camel? Really? You know, instead of an Easter egg hunt, it's it's how many strips of dynamite dad can uh, tape to the That's kid's just, belly. That sort of thing. But no, when I see this guy, the guy's wearing like a $600 uh, Italian suit. What? My wife tells me that all the time. Now, look, here's my point is, this guy doesn't look like your typical, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take out innocent kids and women yes. with uh, with chemical weapons. He's kind of soft-spoken when you see him. Yeah, but doesn't the guy look like uh, he runs like a corporate, he's like CEO type? Yeah. Kind of walking around, mm-hmm. got the short haircut, yeah. looking good, Fruit got cut, the suit on. Yeah, mustache. And then guess yeah. what? We're going to have kids throwing up. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and chemical uh, take them out. You want troops on the ground over there? No, no. See, that's the thing. Most people are not ready for that. I saw Lindsey Graham on Meet the Press last weekend say, let's put troops on the ground. And I don't know that the country has a taste for it 14 years. I mean, we've been at war for 14 years. So I don't know how the country feels about it. There See, are- I think we need to drop the big one. And just get rid of them. Totally. See really? you. Done. Really? Yeah. Because, Clay, you're not going to win this. You know, it's like an ant pile in your backyard. you got to get rid of them all. Yeah. You just have to. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of this stuff. Well, what about put... if we drop the bomb on them? Somebody wants to come after us. Who's going to come after us? <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was going to be that your response. That freaking goofball in North Korea? No, not him for sure. Is that guy the biggest goofball in the world? You ever see that guy wave? That guy got made fun in PE. I guarantee you. You think so? Yeah, that guy's what a goofball. What do you think people said about him? I mean, that guy, That guy. guess what? That guy's uh, cutting his hair high on on crack on a Floby. Mm-hmm. That guy's on nuts. On a Floby? Yeah, he's cutting his hair Oh, man, floby. some of y'all out there are not old. <laughs> floby. Well, I mean, Clay, we got to open up a can of whip-ass. Yeah. You know, I understand innocent. What about Russia? I understand innocent people have to die. Putin. You know that guy's 63? That guy yeah. looks good. Sure, you saw him without a shirt? That's what you're he going with? He doesn't look bad. You're going with that? No, the guy looks good, man. The guy's 63 years of age. By the way, how many of these Eagle videos are you going to take your shirt off in? 
As long as I look good. I'm gonna I keep mean, jeez, you pop your shirt off. You think to... it's insecurity? You think that's part no, of it? I don't know. I, think I don't think it's of... insecurity. I think you're pretty proud of yourself. I mean, I just, and, and, and I can almost see it because you can see yourself working to it because you're loosening it out of yeah. your pants. No, and... I feel good about it. I, I, uh, I'm an exhibitionist. Has anybody ever asked you to stop? I'm an exhibitionist. Uh, you're, you're an exhibitionist. I do it when I'm home by myself. It gets crazy. I'll pretend you didn't say that. So, has anybody ever asked you not to take your shirt off? No, and, they uh, ask me all the time. I'm in line at Albertsons, Rich, take your shirt off. I go to Subway to get me a foot long, take your shirt off. Everywhere I go, I'm in a stoplight. Matter of fact, by the way, the putting studio, the phrase foot long and taking your shirt yeah, off no, in the same story. When I was coming into the studio, somebody honked and I rolled down the window. I said, hey, how you doing? Hey, sir, can you take your shirt off? And I did. I did it right there. Boom. Spur the moment. Bada bing. You probably shave your chest. That ain't it. Oh, my God. <laughs> You want to get overly personal no, here? No, 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 Let's keep moving. No, I shave no, my Chinese no, like no, three no. times a week. No, I do. that's fine. That's fine. I shave under that, my arms, too. That's good. I don't have any that, armpit hair. Oh, my Zero. God. Zero. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's we like went a down baby a holding road. a peach. Okay. What? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, never mind. That's no, it's all right. like a baby holding a peach. All night. Bada bang. What else you got? I was asking you about Russia, and I, yeah, I shouldn't have followed you down that road. Whatever, Russia and Trump, whatever. You know, you know. He's, hey, Quay, let me ask you this question. See, all these Democrats are oh, saying, man. well, it was all uh, planned or whatever, you know, the election. How many people out there went and voted and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to listen to the Russians. Help me understand that. You're an educated guy. Mm-hmm. you got a PR firm, politics. Mm-hmm. You do great things. Help me understand how that impacted on somebody when they went to the voting Actually, booth on I'm November Actually, I'm still waiting to no, find out what... No, I need you to educate. It, no, no. Nobody's ever said what it is yet. The it, like what Russia yeah, did. Yeah, but I mean, what average voter can say, you know what, I'm a, I want to be there at 6 because I got to go to work. Yeah. 6 a.m. when the booth's open. And uh, wait a minute, you know what, I'm thinking about changing my vote because of what the Russians have done. Help me understand what they're claiming. Nothing yet. It's but just I mean, smoke. what could it be? I mean, the uh, outside... Hacking emails and... Putting out, you know, paying for slanted messaging against Hillary Clinton, I don't think rises to the level of a national. Yeah, offense. but the average hard work in America. No, that's true. They didn't. Family values, no, no, no. patriotism, T-ball games, picnics, they, and not worrying about what the freaking Russians no, are doing uh, listen, and hacking emails. Hey, I agree with you. I have not heard anything said that yet gives any clear indication of what happened with all of that. That's no, what doesn't make any sense. No, no, Who cares? No. Let me ask you something. Local politics. How do you think the mayor's doing? Well, Mayor Sharon Weston Broom, she's got her own little agenda. She's got her peeps. She's going to do what it is. And whatever, we just sit back and hope she makes good decisions for all people. That's what it is. I don't think I'll push that any further down the no, road. No, let's push it no, because no, I'm going to no. tell you something. No, 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 look, look, look. no, no Let me no. tell you what happened. You see what happens? You no, see, let me folks? Tell you. you see? We, we did live after okay. five, right? right. We okay. did live after five. All right. And uh, Anna introduced... Sharon Weston Broom up on stage, yeah. and the audience it's live after five. Mm-hmm. It's free, mm-hmm. so you got a mixed ethnicity. We mm-hmm. got people from oh, all. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay? diverse. Yeah, you could have heard a pin drop, a pin drop. Nobody clapped, nobody booed, nobody did anything. And you know what it is? Because up to this point, she hadn't shown direction. Up to this point, she hadn't shown any support of our BRPD. She has this city in limbo right now, and that's the bottom line. She does. What do you want her to do? Well, I mean, you got to show support for the BRPD. You just do. You got to come out. You got to be aggressive, and you got to say, "Look, I support the men and women who protect our communities 
and here's what we're going to do. I'm going to meet with Chief Davity and this. You got to just come out with more. And, and look, here's the deal. She got this new communications director, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. So she's the one who came out and said, well, or, you know, her and C. Denise Marcel, and I'm not sure if C. Denise no, was wearing a, this no. spatted T-shirt at the no, time. No, so anyway, no. they came out and said what? Well, if you want to be a city police officer, we're hoping that now you're going to have to live within the city limits, right? So guess what? Sharon Weston-Broom, she hires a communications director who is living in New Orleans. Now, yeah, she's moving up. But if the requirement is, in order to apply for the job, you're going to be living in the city, well, how come your communications director, when she applied for the job, didn't have to live in the city limits? Help me understand that, Clay. You are well-educated. <laughs> you are a man of power, a man of wisdom. Help me understand this. Why don't you invite the, the mayor on the Eagle and y'all can talk about it? She ain't coming it. in there. Yeah. How do you figure? You don't know. Have you asked her? I Trust me. She's not coming in there. Until I'm doing a morning show on Q106, she ain't coming in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I'll be doing a show on uh, Q106 anytime soon. Q106.5. That's right. How about Max 941? <laughs> hey, oh, Condon in the morning <laughs> I'd love on that. Max 941. Everybody, <laughs> everybody get wicked. I remember when Guy Brody waka, waka, waka. Was, when Guy Brody was back there and you'd go in with him and mix it up with Brody. Gosh, that talk about it. Those a long were good time times, ago, man. man. Those were good times. Oh, so, uh, you, you know, I, I, I wondered why you hadn't invited Marcel on your show. Y'all seem to view the world in such a similar way. Oh, yeah, me and Marcel, I mean, you know, I'll tell you, if Sue ever left me, I'd ask her out. Me and C. Denise Marcel. Would that be a great first date? Wouldn't that be huge? We could go park. She could give me a hickey. We oh, hop in the back man. seat. Okay, all right. Let let's, nature let's, take uh, its nope, course. That's, That'd that's be cool. huge. Let's keep That'd on. Be huge. Nope. Keep moving down the road. Keep moving down the road. Uh, traffic these days. Uh, you know, the first time you were here, you talked about. Is it better for you moving around Baton Rouge? Well, the only frustrating thing is every time something happens on a damn bridge, like in the afternoon, like yeah. three-ish, four-ish, yeah. it kind of like all flows over to the surface streets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just wish they'd get that gondola built. Maybe that'll <laughs> take care of it. Maybe that'll take care of it. Hey, you remember, uh, what was it, the Jetsons, when you yes. had the rocket yes. pack on the back? Yes. Maybe they can uh, yes. start the rent nose or yes. whatever. Quite look. The way the city's laid out, it's the way it is. It's not going to get any better. Hey, look, our kids, our grandkids, their kids, it's what Baton Rouge is always going to be. It's what it is. I hope not, man. I mean, traffic is really the only real thing. And and, and comparatively speaking, traffic here is nothing to say traffic in L.A. And you've been to other big cities. But here it's the main thing you can complain about. That and apparently the flood It's an interstate that goes through the middle of town with one major bridge. I don't get how people can't drive over a bridge. That's what I don't get. It's a bridge. I'm more careful when I cross bridges. I just am because I'm Why? afraid of heights. I'm paying You're attention. You're afraid of heights? Oh, yes, indeed. I'm claustrophobic. I never knew that I'm afraid about of heights. Yes, indeed. Claustrophobic, so, too. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of issues. So I, I don't oh, understand. I, I don't know that. I don't, yeah, I mean, pretty much a show. Nobody has an impression of this. So anyway, I don't get it, Quay. I don't get how I'm on a bridge. Let me pay attention. You mm-hmm, follow me? Because mm-hmm. I'm high. Mm-hmm. And if I hit somebody, guess what? All of a sudden, I'm going to have to wait on the top of this bridge until the little guy with the blinking yellow arrow gets here. City police get here. I'm scared. I'm afraid. Why do you not pay attention on the top of a freaking bridge? How does anybody get in an accident on the top of a bridge? Clay, help me out. I understand you're in I-10, I-12 traffic. You're not paying attention. You're texting. All of a sudden, the traffic's flowing. Boom. Complete stop. Your rear end. I kind of get that. But once you get near the top of a bridge, you put the phone down, you focus in. You got to be in a zone. It's like Jordan against Utah in game five. You follow me? And he's doing this with his hands. 
Don't know how that happened. That actually was Portland. Whatever the hell. Whoever. And game two. Jordan nailed it. He did. I, do, I don't get how people get in accidents on I bridges. Know. I didn't know you were afraid of heights or oh, small spaces. Big time. Man. Big time. Wow. I yeah. mean, gosh, I've known you since like I got 98. a lot of insecurities. No, there's a lot of more insecurities that uh, you don't know either. That's not tell me anymore. No, that no, whole I mean, shaving of, thing went in a so, bad direction. Well, when I get you. in an elevator, if that's son of a bug, you don't want an elevator kind of like fourth floor to sixth yeah. floor, whatever the hell. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the elevator stops, right? Yeah. And that door kind of like doesn't open immediately. Yeah. You feel that little jolt. Yeah. And then you hear it. The wheels, yeah. man, if that thing don't open quick. Uh-uh. So what exactly would it be like if someone was trapped in an elevator with you that wasn't moving? Let's say it's up I mean, on I the think they'd have a lot of fun. I mean, I think I'd be entertaining. Well, let me say this. Would I be panicky? Would I be sweating you the whole bit? try to hide it. Yeah, I mean, I'd try to hide it because I'm yeah. a guy, you yeah. know. But yeah. I'll tell you one thing. It'd be the best time they ever had stuck with somebody in no, an elevator. No, there's no doubt. They, they, Am I right? I'd have story no, after story. No it would be huge. Yeah. I, I'd interview them, get to know them, that sort of thing. And some of the things they say I would be critical of, it would be a lot of fun for me. So I had this conversation with a couple of buddies of mine, fellow friend who's a business owner. You going to make fun of me again? No, no, no. Because uh, you already made fun that oh, I'm claustrophobic. No. You already made fun that I did I'm not afraid of that. heights. I did not. What what did I say to make fun of you? I guarantee you, anybody, when they hear this, they're going to go, yep, Clay made I fun of you. I was not making he fun. He did it in a subtle, hey, professional hey, way, but he made fun I of you. I make fun of no one with phobias except people who are afraid of the number 13, which that's actually a real thing. And, you know, I can remember the, the first person who ever said to me, clowns creep me out, was my wife. First person that I never even knew that was a thing. And now... Obviously, after all these years and with the Internet being what it is, because the Internet wasn't what it was like that back then. But now that's a big. So I don't make fun of people with phobias and there's some weird ones out there. So, no, I wouldn't make fun of you. By the way, you and uh, afraid of height, the claustrophobia, a phobia thing. I would get that. You and heights would never figure it. You know, can I share a crazy story? Like a few Mm. years ago, LSU, uh, they played Oregon. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Over in Dallas. I remember. And uh, Sue got reservations and it was this hotel and. You know, like when you go to a hotel and you check in and you look out and they got like a little atrium. Yeah. So you can see like a little dining area yeah. down below the whole mm-hmm. bit, like the sixth floor. And I'm looking down. You have people walking around. There's a bar right there, a little gift shop right there. And you're looking over the balcony, mm-hmm. but it's inside. Coach, I, I had to back away from the balcony. And it came up to my chest. I had to back away because wow. I felt like I was going to fall over. Well, you know, like I said, I don't make fun of people's phobia. Well, you know what, Clay, what I appreciate you is uh, having me in here and being a part of your show and being able to uh, open up. Just open up. Is that right? Because I can't, you know, I mean, I'm not going to go lay on somebody's couch with a $20 half piece and bed. (laughs) Are we going to? Because I don't know if Blue Cross will cover it. I just. Are we going to? So you are my counselor. We're going to sip tea and eat cookies later. Is that right? We'll do it. I was going to ask you, I was going to say I was sitting with a couple friends of mine, business owner and uh, retired Marine. There's no such thing as a former Marine. There's only retired Marine. And the conversation of manhood Amongst young men now, among millennials, your thoughts, sir? Well, first off, you know, we got these coddled, no good son of a buggers looking for safe spaces and they want free tuition and they protest and this and protest that. And unfortunately, too many damn young millennials that they want mom and dad to die so they can inherit everything. And that's what's going on out there. How would you fix it? Well, I mean, Clay, the only way you can fix it is for parents to step up and put a foot up these kids behind. See, here's the problem is. We introduced soccer too many years ago, okay? Mm. And all of a sudden, it was like shin guards, and uh, okay. everybody had to bring the damn drinks, and they stopped right. putting a belt to kids' asses, okay. and they put them in timeout. That's the problem. 
Another problem we have is overzealous moms kind of like talking over dad and protecting the kid instead of mom going, hey, look, dad's got this. I mean, Quay, it ain't going to get any better, man. I mean, we got, we got too many kids out there. Look, you love, but yet you love, you protect, but yet you punish. And we don't have any of that. I mean, look, there's punishment, but then it's nurturing. Yeah. It's got to be a balance. Oh, yeah. You can, you know, pop your kid on a behind and do that, but then you nurture, you encourage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're positive when that kid does something. Yeah. There's a balance. Yeah. But that's why, you know, what's crazy is how do we have so many young people today in college? And my kids are not far removed from that. Yeah. How do we have so many people in college today that mom and dads look the other way? Like they don't care. Right. I mean, how do you not want your kids to be accountable and responsible? And there's a family name there. Yeah. How do you not want them to kind world. of like move on and, and carry world. that family name? It's a different world, but how do we change it? I don't think we're going to change it. It's what it is. I don't know. We could move to Russia. Well, I got to ask you. just saying how much you no, like I got to ask you. What do we do? You like Putin? You, you, you tell know. me. No, Putin looks good with his shirt off. He's 63. But what do we do? I don't know, man. I just think you do what you can with those in your house, and if you get a chance to, I, you know, give you an example. I was at BR uh, Baton Rouge High last year. Somebody we used to work with asked me to come speak to a radio class, and and you know just to talk to him about media and broadcasting the whole thing. So I went over, and she and I are talking, and this kid walks over, and he walks right over in the middle of our conversation, and nods his head at me and goes, "What's good." So she looks at me. I said, excuse me. I said, do I look like somebody you ought to be walking over to and asking what's good? He said, no. So was that kind of like his hello? Uh, Yeah, apparently. Kind of like, what's up? What's good? Whatever. And he said, no, sir. Immediately, he understood what time it was. I said, what's your name, son? He told me his name. I said, let's try that one more time. And, And I said, I'm Mr. Clay. Let's try that one more time. And then he asked me how I was doing. I said, I'm fine. How are you? Shook his hand, and I sent him on about his business. And it's like, that's how you fix that, is what you let him get away with. Because there's no way in hell I would have done what he did, or you would have done what he but did. But Clay, I don't know how that's going to change, man. Well, when, when you don't see well, it in the house, you and I are not that do. far removed from no. having a teenager. That's right. A teenager. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like we're talking about 20 or 30 years right. down the road. Right. So where did that gap fall? How did know, that man. happen? I don't know. You know, if you and I were 70, okay, well, times have changed. Yeah. You and I are not 70. No. You know, you got a know. son, you got a daughter. Yeah. Your daughter yeah. recently graduated from LSU. So did mine. So we're not that far removed from uh, raising, you know, teenagers, yeah. raising young people. Two instilling sons. in them that uh, you, don't, you don't embarrass mom and dad and yeah. you don't embarrass yourself. It's about work ethic. That part of the conversation is frustrating. So, what's the uh, what's the football team going to do this year? We talked about know. them earlier. You got any predictions so no, far? No. Spring game is a few weeks out, a few months out. No, what's no. the spring game? I think it's uh, coming up next weekend, weekend Jeez. after that, whatever. I mean, it, it's a bunch of it guys is who April, can't. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's a bunch of guys who can't be hit. Spring game is a joke. It's it, it just it doesn't do anything. Look, the only thing I want to know coming out of spring practice, yeah. I want to know three things. Yeah, what's okay. That? All right. I want to know if a kid tears an ACL, first or second team. Mm-hmm. The walk-ons, I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. And I want to okay. know if a kid gets arrested, all right, first or second teamer, or a kid quits. Yeah. Besides that, I don't give a damn what happens in the spring. Quay, you remember when you and I were 18 and 19? Mm-hmm. What in the hell did we remember in April when August turned? We didn't remember anything. Not at all. No, no. I mean, I get why coaches do it. Mm-hmm. They got to earn their paychecks. But those 18 and 22 year old kids out there during spring practice, you know, if you hire a new coach like Canada, okay, fine. I know it's 
worth something for him. And Aranda, I get it because mm-hmm. he's got to replace guys on the defensive side. I get it from the coach's standpoint. But, I mean, spring football, spring games, a bunch of goofballs show up in a stadium, grown men wearing somebody's jersey with their name on the back. It's just silly. It's just ridiculous. Spend time with the kids. You know what I mean? Uh, get involved in the community. Go to the movies. Cut the grass. Weed eat. Whatever you got to do. Fly a kite. I'll give you all the credit in the world. You got through this entire show without one F-bomb. You don't want me to do one. No, no, no. I'm just saying you did. You got, no, no. You can do whatever you no, want here. No, I don't I care. Don't do that. No, I'm saying it's good. But you, you know, because I think I'm maturing a little bit. Just getting old. That's good. That's it's a podcast. Thing. I never care. People can say whatever they want here. Nah, so, but, but that. I want to commend you on it. I, that wasn't a bait. Yeah. That was just saying, hey, you got through. Well, it. every now and then, you know, you get lucky. You show a little maturity, right? And that's what I tried to do on Quay Young's podcast today. I appreciate that. Thank you for coming into the show, man. Coach, I love the way you tie that knot. That is a huge <laughs> knot. That knot's huge. <laughs> it's not a huge. I think he means it. Looks good. It's not a big nut. I just pull it around, put it through once, and then boom, it's a small nut. I got a small nut. You got a huge nut. I think it's genetics. We all saw that that was going there back after this. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Mark your calendars now for the 2017 Smoke 'em If You Got 'em fundraiser taking place on Sunday, May 21st at Ben 77 Bistro in Perkins Row. The event starts at 4 o'clock. It'll feature live music, food, a live and silent auction, and a special guest will be at this year's event. As we benefit the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation, Taya Kyle will be in attendance. What a fun way to serve our country, to come out and have a good time at the event with the cool name is smoke them if you got them i'm gonna be there i would love to see you there come out have a good time live music cigars good food sunday may 21st 4 p.m bin 77 bistro in perkins row i can't wait to see you there it's gonna be a fun day tickets are available online at chris or clayyoungent.com you can also buy them at the door it's the 2017 smoke them if you got them fundraiser sunday may 21st presented by orion instruments This is the Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. Boy, I tell you what. I burn calories doing an interview with Condon. No kidding. All right, I want to remind you again that the 2017 Smoke em If You Got Em, the fourth annual event, is taking place May 21st, Ben 77 Bistro in Perkins Row. It is our annual celebration of the military and first responders. We have a great time on that Sunday evening. You know, great cigars, libations, live music. And, and whether you are a cigar smoker or not, it really doesn't matter. It's just a chance to come out and have a good time on a Sunday afternoon. Somebody asked me earlier today, is that Mother's Day? And I said, there is no way in hell that I would try to schedule an event on Mother's Day that wasn't for mothers. No way. You don't compete with Mother's Day. Father's Day, yeah, whatever. Mother's Day, you know. 
Dads out there know, Father's Day, you just grin and enjoy whatever you get. Mother's Day, you better bring your A-game. So, no, smoking will never be on a Mother's Day. Uh, I, can't, I can't imagine a scenario where it would be on a Mother's Day, and it isn't this year. So, as we said, as you heard, Taya Kyle is going to be there, and I look forward to seeing many of you there. Get the word out about it. You can follow us on Twitter at ClayYoungBR, on Facebook backslash ClayYoung, or if you want to email me, the email address is simple, clay at podcast225.com, clay at podcast225.com. Thanks again to Richard Condon for for being our guest on this week's show, and we will catch you next week here on podcast225.com. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.